0: Okay, Christy Lawrence, I am so excited that you are here. Thank you for joining us on the Hitting Rock Metal podcast. I am just honored. Thank you for having me. It was so nice to have you reach out. Well, we are going to dive all into plan, but as I was telling you right before I started, I tried a million apps for scheduling social media Um, When I started my company years ago, and I could not find one that I liked until I landed on plan. And I have been recommending your platform organically for at least four years now. (laughs) And I know that you
1: started it, I believe in 2016. About then, yeah. So firstly, thank you. It means the absolute world. A, to an obsessed founder and B, for supporting a small business. I really appreciate it. And sharing it is is the biggest compliment you can give so thank you it it truly is the best on the market and then when i found out you were
0: female-led i was like well obviously (laughs) i mean obviously i knew we had to have you on and hear more about your story you have an incredible story of perseverance um and strength and resiliency all of the things that a true CEO needs. So, if you wouldn't mind, take us through what happened in your life that really precipitated the creation of Plan.
1: Gosh, so I was working in marketing and advertising myself for a million years and I love the industry. I love that you can be creative and I love that you can be analytical. And then I loved social media because it can really change anyone's life. And when I started Plan, it was at a time when Instagram was taking off. Instagram, uh, like Facebook was already part of everyday life, but Instagram was this world of community and you could put your work into the world and change the direction of your own financial freedom. And that's what I generally... Genuinely loved about it and I was <laughs> spending my days commuting to work and nine to five and being held when I wasn't like I work best at actually four in the morning so I'm waking up ready to go but I had to wait until eight or nine and then I'm wanting to nap at five in the afternoon so I'm, I'm realizing that the way the world works doesn't really suit me that well and rather than just a poor entrepreneur <laughs> yeah and and instead of going with it I was like oh, I think I could do something different for myself, for my life. And interestingly, I had um, around the same time I got the flu and instead of it going and you get the chills, I got a weird strain of the flu that went into my brain. And it destroyed my vestibular function. And after brain scans and every other thing under the, under the sun, I was told that I was never going to recover. So I realized in this moment, he's the catalyst of me going and finding something that I loved. And in that moment, I, my first love is being an illustrator. And I think that shows in the planned platform, like my love of creativity and fine, fine design. And I was actually creating artwork and selling it on Instagram. And I built a community of artists and friends and people buying my work. And that's when I realized there's something here. And that was the real catalyst back. This is like 2015, before I even had the idea for Plan. And that's kind of the world of what my life was like when the idea was born. That's incredible.
0: So what was going on at the time you were posting? And were you having trouble keeping up with the posts? You know, what was the transformation or kind of the open space in the market that you saw that you thought you could fill
1: or the problem that you felt like you could solve with the creation of this company? Yeah. So the weird thing for me is that I have the marketing brain, but I also have the artist inventor brain. And so when they come together, it was this chaos. So so I'm posting online and I'm like, Christy, you need to be like consistent in your story. There has to be an element of storytelling. It has to be visually appealing. And then I'd get visual overwhelm. And Hmm. back then, this is when you would post and delete or you would have an entire private account to test how the grid would look. And I was like, and then I started consulting for social media because my account was taking off. My engagement rate was like 30%. My micro influence was growing back then. And I found that I kept saying the same things over and over again. And I thought to myself, I'm not well enough to do these calls all day. So how can I scale my time? And I've always been a nerd. I've always loved tech. Like I taught myself how to do coding. I I loved it. And the project management of wireframing a project together, teaching myself UI, UX design, and then realizing, hey, I could maybe build an app and there's something in the world that need, you need to be able to drag and drop and have complete control over your digital shop front. And uh, the way that I explained it back then and still today is uh, inner chaos means outer chaos. So having something that really helps you organize and streamline everything means you're not worried about it. It doesn't take up an hour wondering what to post. And you can just be consistent and get out into the world instead of second guessing. And that the hole that I saw was that, yeah, there was a there's a few like scheduling tools back then, like kind of, but it was like a a, a data analyst or an accountant had built them and they were like a calculator or a spreadsheet. And when you're so visually focused and the and social media is so visual, it didn't make sense. And that was the hole that I found. Ah, I
0: love that. And I connect with that so much. I think that was exactly what ended up drawing me to your app. Is that the rest of them did feel very um, stale and um, just as you described, built by um,
1: <laughs> either analytics or accountants. You know, um, it, it just didn't help when when someone's thinking about social media, they go, "Here are all the options," and you go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" So, Plan was designed when you open it, you go, "Oh." Oh, this, you know, like it's this fresh, white, very minimalistic so that your work shines and the platform doesn't get in the way of you being successful. But what is
0: amazing about what you just scooted past is this idea that instead of deciding, oh, I'm, I'm chaotic, right? I've got this artistic side and this isn't serving me and I can't keep up with these um, one-on-one calls, I imagine, Instead of just quitting, right, you decided there has to be a better way and I'm going to go and find it. Now, where do you think that that kind of comes from? Is anybody else in your family an entrepreneur? It is a really unique perspective um, to make that shift.
1: You can see it where, uh, where there are similar people like me that choose to do online courses, right? So that's the next step. But then I wanted to go further. I wanted to create something that I wasn't the face of or I am kind of by default, (laughs) but something that you can put into the hands of people there. And as a true creator for me, an inventor, that's what I wanted. I wanted to build something people could use rather than because I'm very aware people buy courses and just don't use them. So I saw I saw past that and was like, where, where, where can I go from here? But yes, I come from an entrepreneurial family, very very strongly. My both my parents had their own businesses, and all of my siblings have dabbled in entrepreneurship in some way—not tech, but in uh, in their own businesses. Yeah, so when I, my upbringing was free, freedom and financial freedom. So then when I was doing my own discovery of who I am and being in a corporate advertising environment, it didn't work. Um, and that's why I was looking for that. How do I scale my, I don't want to scale time for money. And that was the real thinking is like, I don't want to pay. I don't want someone to pay me for my time. I want, I want to be able to travel and still get paid and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, And that really is a a unique way of thinking because
0: so many women especially get caught in the perspective that it's one or the other, right? That it is either they have time to themselves um, and the financial rewards that they gain as a result of having the time are going to be far less. um, Or they can have the financial rewards, they're just not going to be able to have the time. And that is exactly what scaling is all about. I'm a big advocate that creating a $100,000 business is way harder than frankly creating a million dollar business. Because when you think about it with the perspective of scaling and not attaching your time to it, then you are all about creating something that can run either on its own or passively or at least by other people.
1: Allowing yourself to to free yourself up. Um, I mean, we say that, but here I am doing eighteen hour days still. So, and but I love it. The the thing about this is that I choose it because I love it. I love my team. Uh, everyone is loves social media. I think the crazy thing with tech, right? So. Uh, you, you don't get paid in like our product $7 like it, does, it barely covers expenses right like it's just it's so it, but the value is in the people that use it and what they get out of it so uh, you know I, I might not pay myself that much but my business is worth more than the scaling so it just depends on what you want out of your life like it's, it's a pretty tech's a really big risk and I think that courses are a little bit safer uh, if you can advertise them correctly but yeah absolutely hear you like that, that being able to scale yourself out so I've gone from being me and two developers to a team of like 40 around the
0: world. That's incredible. So on your scaling journey, what do you feel like was the hardest part of it?
1: Oh, the hardest part is actually being bootstrapped. So bootstrap means in tech that you've never taken any external funding and it's run on my credit card and it's run on people that that see the value and plan and will pay for it. So if I'm not providing value almost every month for that reoccurring dollar value to come out every month, and I'm not showing this is what we're doing to help you, then I lose customers. And therefore I can't pay my team and I can't grow my team and I can't offer more products and I can't move the product faster. So that's been a really hard balance of expenses. So our email list is so big, right? That sometimes a monthly, it's like a $50,000 bill just for the amount of emails we house. So where do you find money just for that? So if, if you're not providing value, and especially in tech world, um, I would say that has been the hardest thing because our, our growth at Plan has been, I would say, the hardest part of scaling has been stunted because we didn't have the investment. But in saying that, there are other people's investments uh, that get investment, and the reason I didn't want to, for me, this is a very personal choice. Is I look at the VC world and I think, well, two out of a hundred work and 98 fail and then they lose everything because it's build or bust. And I love what I do so much that I didn't want to give it a 2% chance. So I decided to risk that on myself and I'm still alive. But sounds like it was a damn good risk to (laughs) take. Yeah.
0: I would imagine too, um, and I love this about you, that it would be unique um, that you were walking into many of those rooms now. um, You know, with, if you don't mind me asking, what's the current valuation of plan roughly?
1: Uh, Well, the the funny Mm -hmm. thing about valuations is that because we're bootstrapped, we've never had a formal valuation. So it's, it's, it's worth whatever someone's willing to pay for it, just like any other business. Um, is it a multiple of a? Is it, it depends on who's buying it too. So, is it? Do you want to buy it for the people that use the platform, or are you buying it for the product itself? Is it strategic? It's just. I, I, oh, I would say it's you no. Know, hmm. I actually couldn't tell you because it really depends. But it would be multiple millions easy. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. yes. Multiple hundreds of millions easy. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say. That. It would be multiple millions. Yeah. So um, I imagine, though, when you're walking into rooms, say in Silicon Valley, even New York, wherever, where you're getting together with other founders, A, it's probably infrequent that you're surrounded by uh, many other women. And it's also probably infrequent that you, um, you know, walk in there as a hundred percent equity owner. Um, you know, most of the people in the room are not that. So how do you deal with, you know, just the uncomfortable situations <laughs> that you likely do face? I think yeah. that a lot of women look at the future and say, hey, I'm slightly intimidated by attempting to put myself in that room. You know, how can we as women get more comfortable with that? Um, you know, I think
1: if you're going to do something as crazy as build a tech business, you just got to roll with it because you've got to have a really thick skin. I say that that biggest heartbreaks for me, I have to admit, are the people that are the keyboard warriors that come through customer support, they're the other people that upset me, like though that's when I get upset is when people get really upset about the, the product underserving them and being angry and abusing my team like that for me is the biggest uh, piece for me mentally to deal with. And so for me, walking into a room of people who are trying to do what I've already done um, or on their way or way bigger than me, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm able to hold over the years I've learned I can hold the conversation. And a lot of people are surprised that it's just me and that I am the the only equity share owner. Um, and they kind of look at me and go, really? So there's there's an element of surprise that always happens. Once I can get past, are you the marketing girl? Can you get me a drink? You're in the wrong place. Hey, do you know where this is? So once they get past that, I'm not <laughs> just like, so yeah, it is kind of strange because sometimes I'll be with a group of founders. Yeah, majority men, but a lot of them are friends now and they've yeah, we can share skills. So one of the things about being a female founder is that my immediate network when I started, they weren't developers. They weren't data analysts. They weren't people that I, they were marketers. So when I met uh, like engineering type founders, we were able to share skill sets and grow each other's company by working together. So I had one founder that for half a day every week for a year, him and I would swap businesses and work on each other's business for a while and help each other out. So you, you build these really cool friendships. And then when I was with him in Silicon Valley, they'd, they'd be like, oh, yeah, this is Christian. like, oh, is that your marketing girl? <laughs> so <laughs> um, getting past that was, was, was interesting. Um, there are investors though, that look at you. And I remember one um, that said to me, why would I invest in you when I can invest in two developers that actually know what they're doing? And my response is because you're going to have to pay for a really good marketer. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I, it's hard because it's hard and not hard. So in tech, you lead with what type of founder you are. So you're either a technical founder or a non-technical founder. And I feel like that's a disadvantage immediately. So I, li- I like to lead with I'm a product founder or I'm a marketing founder. I don't like to lead with my weakness. So there's other parts as well about calling them out and, and saying, I'll have someone come to me and say, oh hook me up because I'm actually head of product at plan as well. So I lead the entire uh, product side of the business. I don't actually do the marketing side anymore. And when we're having meetings with other companies to integrate with and things like that, they'll say to me, Oh, you know, just get put me in touch with the head of product. I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm right here. So, and then you just see their face. I try not to do it in a way that's kind of like, how dare you? It's more like an educational I think you've made an assumption and maybe you shouldn't have, and just be friendly about it and let them make a mistake. And then they kind of realize, they they quickly realize the mistake. I
0: love that. I mean, what a beautiful way of handling the circumstances. I can honestly say I have not been that kind (laughs) in handling circumstances like in the last. Yeah, I was talking on a podcast actually earlier today about being on site. For a very large campaign for a large shipping company, um, there's only two, so it's one of the two giants as their attorney. And was asked, uh, "Why did they send his secretary um, yeah. instead of him coming this time?" Um, my response was not as kind as yours, but um, <laughs> I will use that next time
1: and say I, I think made some ill assumptions here. Oh, yeah. Um, I try. I think the funniest one for me is a guy came up to me and said, uh, this is in my friend circle as well, like not even in my like world of work. It's in my actual like real life. And someone's partner said to me, oh yeah, Chrissy, how's your little lap going? Oh. And everyone. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You everyone guys can't look, see my face, but I have just pushed back on my chair. I am I'm just that little thing. It, yeah. it drives me nuts.
1: It so. I would say it all the time. Yeah. So interestingly, my husband, he worked in in investment finance for 10 years and plan got so big that I was like, hey, you know, this is really taking off and I'd love your help. And it's something we can do together and travel and and work on. And he said, yes. And he's joined me. And for the first year, his circle was like, you know, working on Christie's little hobby and things. So now things are starting to turn around where they say, actually, maybe we shouldn't have said that. But even the gender roles for my partner, it was that was also quite confronting. Yeah. I'm so glad you shared
0: that. I mean, I think women everywhere fear sometimes the growth of their business and how it will affect their partnership and um it's really nice to hear a situation where he evolved with you, grew with you and then was able to adapt um to the circumstances in a way that benefited you both.
1: Yeah, I mean there are there are still challenges, but we still love what we do and we love each other and I I really love working with him. Yes, more power to you on that. I
0: couldn't imagine that part but um so for one second since you have such an incredible marketing brain um talk to us about the use of marketing in business today you work with so many small business owners mm-hmm. you know what do you feel like is the most effective or what are the most effective marketing strategies that are working today or that people probably need to adopt that maybe they don't currently have?
1: Yeah. Great question. So we've touched about three to three and a half million small businesses. So I feel very comfortable talking about this. The, the challenge that I see the most is the consistency. So ah, okay. yeah, I would say the biggest thing for me is a small business owner, there's peaks and troughs. You get overwhelmed with certain things and this is overwhelming all these things that I have to do. And social media can sometimes be that pain that they don't want to do. But by pushing it into that, I don't want to do this bucket, gives you that uh, almost allowance and permission to stop posting. And then it's really hard to come back. But if you're on a roll and it's consistent, it takes people 9, 10 times to see your posts or see your brand before they will buy from you. So if you fall off that consistency wagon and you're not offering the value that they want to see or offering the lifestyle that they're interested in buying, because thinking about social media, you're actually selling a lifestyle and you're selling a lifestyle that someone has direct access to buying. So if you're falling off that wagon, then it's harder for your business to be seen and be successful. Tell me more. Describe what
0: you mean by lifestyle exactly. I think that lots of business owners get confused. Does that mean um you know they take it to an extreme with me all the time they're like I don't want to show what I'm eating for dinner and I'm like "Oh no, okay yeah no hey, I get I'm you. not talking <laughs> about that with regard no. to your lifestyle so I would imagine you're talking about something as well that's very different from
1: having to show yeah, their dinner every night definitely um, not talking about your personal lifestyle I'm talking about the lifestyle of the brand so for example if I was a uh, jewelry this is a great example so say I sold jewelry I'm going to choose whether my brand is high-end luxury, if I'm boho, or if I'm like a cheaper brand. Mm-hmm. So based on those three ideas of where I sit in the market, in my, in, in my landscape, is what the lifestyle I sell looks like. So if I'm high-end, my photos are higher-end. I am doing things that are a bit more higher-end. And I, the clothes that I'm wearing and the way that I'm presenting myself into the world is a lifestyle that appeals to the people with that budget. That's their lifestyle. So for me, I'm more of like a boho type girl. So if I see girls in bare feet in the beach, at the beach with flowy dresses, I want to be her. Sell me like you're selling me the dream of who I want to be and the lifestyle I want to live, and that's what I mean by selling the lifestyle. I love that selling them the
0: dream of the lifestyle they want to live. Yeah, and how your product or
1: service
0: makes that lifestyle more accessible.
1: Yeah. And that's the psychology behind how Instagram got so big as well. So you get this peek into other people's lives and you think, but, and it gives you direct access to not only see what they're doing, but also buy what they're doing. So you can almost in real time, buy that lifestyle that you've always wanted. And that's, I believe, why Instagram was took off. Like, that's why it took off that psychology behind there. So when you say be
0: consistent, um, mm-hmm. how often do you think or what are you guys that plan seeing um, consistency means? Is that once a day Every day?
1: Is it five days a week during the week? Depends on your industry too, and depends on. It also depends on what again, like what what your lifestyle is, and do you have kids? I think that's (laughs) what's actually achievable. But the best thing about Plan is that we've done so much for you. We've got pre-written captions. We've got free stock. We've got these blocks of content of ideas. We've done everything that we can. We've got more coming that that gives you that leg up of I don't have to think about anything, and this is done for me, or I don't. uh, like I just come in and plan almost serves me okay this is what I need to do next so we do see that we do see that more posts gets you more growth right so yes but at the growth at the expense of something else in your business so it's really about weighing up in your business um, what makes sense to pull particular levers so we might see someone do a flash sale once a month and you'll see like a huge flurry and then they kind of relax a little bit but a marketing campaign isn't just social it's your emails it's it's everything. So it's running a an entire marketing campaign. Uh, and that's why I plan inside the calendar. You can actually add custom events and build out an entire marketing funnel or marketing campaign inside the calendar. A lot of people don't know that. So I'd love like, I've been telling my marketing team, like we need to do more of this. So you can actually add an event and say blog post here. Um, This is the SEO keywords I'm trying to hit. I'm scheduling an EDM for this day. And this is when I'm doing my photo shoots. And you can actually plan out Every single day of the week, or every month on a monthly view, what your marketing as a brand looks like.
0: I am speechless. I did not know that. That will now be the number
1: one thing that my marketing director and I will go over. Um, And it's visual too. So, and it's all drag and drop. So if you, if if, because of the beauty of of small businesses that things change, you can just grab something and move it to another day. That serves you better. And we've got templates as well. So if you click on add new, we've actually pre-thought of a few ideas to help you along, like creating a collaboration or when results are due um, or putting up a YouTube video. So we've, We're giving you nudges in the right direction to to, to build your marketing.
0: Are you running your business like a marathon at sprint speed, but never getting anywhere? Take back control of your business with the Brim's Revenue Accelerator Program and let expert business coach Sally Holder run alongside you each step of the way. Our new program provides you the tools, strategies, and support you need to increase your revenue and create impactful growth. To get started earning more in considerably less time, follow us on Instagram at The Brim. That's T-H-E underscore B-R-I-M-M. And direct message us revenue to find out if this is the right fit for you and your business. That's incredible. I mean, what an asset for small business owners. I mean, so many of them obviously don't yet have the budget to either pay for a social media manager or, and that was exactly where plan fit into my business at the beginning was that I batch worked everything and it allowed me to put at least two weeks worth of content together at one time,
1: schedule it and not have to think about it anymore and, and put it into the app. Um, well, interestingly, we see it even with new team members coming into plan, right? Like if they are not given a framework and a structure that can take them two weeks to do something that took a day. So if you give someone the framework, they're able to whip things out way faster and be way more productive. And for a small business, that means that you can come in and do social media in half a day for a week. And then you can focus on the things that either you love more or building the business side, or, or having a focus and building the products that you're trying to sell. So you're almost a marketing and productivity tool. Correct. But our SEO legacy says that we shall remain an Instagram scheduler for now. But we've, we've got um, LinkedIn, uh, Pinterest, Facebook, and TikTok. Oh gosh,
0: TikTok! I'm just too old.
1: But (laughs) well, the beauty of Plan, if you if you honestly, if you load in Reels, and is that you click a button and it says recreate for TikTok, and we'll just rebuild it onto your TikTok schedule, and you can just re reschedule and repurpose your Reels there. It's one button. See, I'm learning all kinds of new (laughs) things. This is that's why because a lot of our users are scared of TikTok. They're like, I don't want to dance on the internet. Well, you don't actually have to. So.
0: It's the equivalent of my client saying to me, I don't want to take pictures of my food, isn't it? Me thinking (laughs) about TikTok and saying, I don't want to dance. But I have a 12-year-old that knows all the dances. And so I find it extraordinarily intimidating. And so when it's new and intimidating, we just put a big X and say, I'll deal with that later.
1: True. And that's what happened at the beginning of Instagram and all the accounts got all the engagement first off and you missed the vote and people joining now. It's a little bit harder. So you're seeing that on TikTok now. But I understand if you're looking at your your daughter's TikTok, why that would happen because whatever you engage with, you know how there's the algorithms in social media and you go down certain holes. So like for me, when I open my my own TikTok, I've got what I call book talk, which is people doing book reviews, um, and tech talk, which is people talking about up-and-coming tech tools, and social media news. So depending on how you operate on there, so I don't see any twins dancing. I see uh, men for, I see like 40-year-old men reviewing tech products. <laughs>
0: I am blown away. I think our <laughs> listeners probably are too. Um, yes. So now I can just,
1: yeah, flood TikTok. Watch out. I'm going to be a TikTok star. It and- takes a while, but it's worth it after a while. So I get, it's funny because all the social media news, right? So I wake up in Australia a few years, years, it feels like years, hours after something on Instagram has been launched. So if I wake up and open TikTok, it gives me everything that Adam's bloody doing that week. (laughs) Right.
0: So that does bring up another point that I was thinking about, which is, you know, how do you keep up with all of the constant tech changes, app changes with all of the social media platforms? How do you guys at Plan stay on top of something like that? And then where do you see you know all of these platforms heading you know how do you see it evolving say even in these days i would say a year to 3 years down the line because 5 is way too far given how yeah. things
1: change yeah things change really quickly the the fun thing about working with other people's platforms is that you have no idea when they're going to do something and we wake up like the rest of the world and go hmm okay, so this is what's happening. This is the challenge people are going to have. How can we solve it? And how on earth do we get into our roadmap on top of what we're already building at speed? So I have a beautiful team that knows we have a layer of here's what plan wants and then here's what social media wants. And we have to always be recalibrating our roadmaps, a living, breathing, living document that changes. I think I spent an hour on it this morning after having a look at some updates coming through but, yeah, it, it's my favorite part because it doesn't sleep. You've got tech and social media mm-hmm. together, which is insanity in most people's worlds. Uh, but it, it's more about looking. Uh, the thing that plan does really well is really understands the problem that people have and the pain what, that it's going to cause, especially our audience, and how can we fix it in a way that's easy and make social media fun. And that's what we spend hours and hours obsessing over. So I've been up since 4 this morning obsessing over that exact thing. How do you stay
0: so engaged with your ideal customer then to understand and be able to even anticipate what they want next?
1: We've got great feedback loops. So in tech, so again, like I lead the product side now away from (laughs) more the marketing side, but we have these beautiful surveys that happen at certain moments when you're using plan. So they've been pre-programmed in to say, "While, while somebody is in here doing this process or they're in this thought process, let's ask them a question. And the questions are things like, what's your biggest social media challenge? What are you trying to solve for? Um, What did you expect to see? And what's your favorite thing? So we have that inside both the web and the apps. And then we also have our Instagram DMs. People are not, not shy about telling us what they want. And again, in our customer support channel. So we've got multiple feedback loops that we... We, put, we actually have an AI program that we put everything into and it starts to serve you trends of what's coming up for problems. So recently we saw a huge spike in hashtags, especially after um, Instagram mentioned that. I can't remember what exactly was said, but something about hashtags. So we're like, right, let's just take this guesswork out because people are going to double their time trying to build social media posts. How can we help them like half the time let's get rid of it completely um, get rid of trying to find hashtags. So our team put together and we launched it last week is 300 sets that have been found. We we went out with a strict criteria of what would help someone grow their business. What hashtags make sense for each niche and each hobby industry topic there's 300 topics and you can just add them straight to your post or you can save them so we went out and did that to help remove all overwhelm so you and it's free you'll find it in plan for free in both the web and the app i mean you guys that just makes the value that you
0: were providing yeah i mean immeasurable it really People on the team
1: with <laughs> that. So like, Christy, I'm having nightmares about a hashtag. So it was it was hand-to-hand combat. It was professional marketers doing it together, going nuts, banging heads on desk. But we got there, we got it out. And it's it's been it's one of our, I think it's our second most used uh, features this week.
0: That's amazing. Yeah.
1: So it's done the job. One mm-hmm. thing that occurs to me though
0: is you must be really focused on the ultimate mission of plan and where you want it to go if. Because I know something, a a thing or two about scaling businesses. And, you know, if you want to scale, you cannot just be the person constantly putting out fires. You have to be focused on your own individual business growth. And clearly you are. How do you stay so focused on that when you're constantly interrupted by the quote unquote fires of Instagram, them changing, TikTok changing, et cetera?
1: Um, I think my the way that I think about it is excitement. I have excitement still, and I'm intrinsically motivated, and I love the platform, and I love the people that I work with. And my core job is actually yes, I'm head of product, but ultimately I'm CEO. That so my job becomes how do I how do I solve the problems that my team are having and help them unblock themselves so that they can be successful. And the more that I can focus on doing that. Um, and I mean I'm learning I I don't think I was ever built to be a manager so this is a learning on the job opportunity for me is I see someone and I can see that they might be struggling and I try and unlock their thinking and then they can explode in their certain areas and again when they are underperforming you know how can I help you and 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 then you have to evaluate, do I have the right person here or do I need to spend more time in training? And do we have that time? And doesn't make sense. So for me, yes, I'm a business owner and I'm a CEO, but my the team is my number one. And then my team then knows how to look after the customer. Gosh,
0: so well said. I love that. Um, it sounds like you have a tremendous amount of trust in your team too and follow probably the adage that... Your job as the CEO is to focus on who is going to get the job done versus how am I going to do it? And I talk a lot lately or have been talking a lot lately about the fact that if the CEO is very focused on how it is going to get done, they will always be mired in the tactics. And that is for the executioners to do. That is how it's going to be done is, mm. is what your managers and your tech team can figure out who yeah. is going to do it is something that is unique, really, to True. the CEO. And- I'm definitely in the trenches, though.
1: Like this morning, I'm designing screens up and being like, maybe something like this. So like, it's it's a team effort. And yes, there's a lot of trust. We're in 10 time zones. We're literally a 24-6 business. So like social media doesn't sleep, neither does my team. So if you wake up at any point of the day or night, there's someone online, except Sunday. It's our holy day a plan. Um, but yeah, you have to have trust. The crazy thing with startup is it's output focused. It's like the top performers are the people that are churning out work and are getting stuff done they're not they're not twiddling their thumbs they're not building big strategy documents that they're actually in there doing and so it's when you're remote and it's a in a slack chat environment and there's no one taking part or someone's missing for a bit or they're not producing things it becomes very obvious very clearly like it's very quick yeah and how
0: do you typically handle those situations i mean i know it's hard to answer that kind of question but i would imagine that that has come up rather yeah
1: Yeah. um again it's evaluating you know what's blocking them what's getting in their way how can i give them the framework to think about this differently and then you give them some time on their own and if they can't get it then i go in and just kind of handhold and say let's do this together we'll do it once together and then if that doesn't work then we kind of have a more serious conversation of like is this the right role for you and if I'm hounding you all the time, it doesn't make either of us feel good. Is there a different role and plan or is this the right role for you? So um, I think like in normal, most businesses, it's similar, but it's kind. It's a very kind, supportive environment. And if that does happen, if I reach out and say, can I help you? It's it's not a scary thing. It's like a, oh, she, it's not seen as, oh my God, Christy, it's, it's I'm getting the help that I need to be successful in my role.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. It sounds like the assumption is that you are an advocate with them and for them and supporting them and that you breed really that culture that you know we're in this together yes. um do you guys have regular meetings i'm just so curious with all of do <laughs> yeah. you have regular meetings are you doing things via zoom how in the Absolutely. world are you building a culture when you're
1: all over the place so we've got Slack where we have our daily chat and I have um, my beautiful team assistant, Sean, who her job is to come up with dad jokes to play and dad games to play on Slack. So we've got the most ridiculous games that we play. So today's game I saw was she's got everyone to take a photo of their desk stations mm-hmm. and then match the desk to the person. So there's that last week we had, uh, you know, what was your most used emojis and, and who is it? I was very uh, Mine was too obvious, but you gotta have an easy one in there. So we oh, now we have, have to know games. what was your most used emoji. It's the it's the melting, kind of <laughs> like Instagram did something new. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> melting man, that's genuinely my one, um, or like the hand up, like yes please, that kind of um, those ones. We we play games. We did a murder mystery, which we get like a third party to host with the team, and um, so we'll do two. So we did a game show in the morning for. America, So my morning, America, Australia, New Zealand, Philippines. And then we did an evening one for Ukraine, America, the other overlap um, and a couple of the other countries. So we and you're allowed to go to both. You get opportunity to to talk to the entire team. But like I said, like Slack's a really fun place to be. So true. So true. We we have a Slack channel
0: for both. Um, the revenue accelerator, my coaching program where women are working towards their million dollar run rate. And, um, with my team as well, um, some interesting conversations are to be had in Slack for sure. <laughs> um,
1: so it's- Right. It's really funny because most people talk to me and they want to ask me about how do I grow my Instagram? But I'm like, I actually run a tech business. It's kind of a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: so true. Um, yeah, it's it's how do I manage a remote team? How do I lead them?
1: How do I continue to inspire them? Oh, I grow my revenue so I can scale my team even more. That's, kind of, yeah, just stuff like that. How does my product? No, so, like... so
0: answer the mystery question. <laughs> how do you grow your revenue so that you can scale your team more? And how do you know when to add a team member? It's Probably one of my number one most asked questions.
1: Right before you're ready is my go to. So if you're too late, um, it means that you've got so much work, there's not enough time to train them, and you're scatterbraining, and it's like, oh my God, I don't have time to train this person. So if you get it right before, That person is urgently needed, then there's time to train them and they can grow together rather than the, you're setting them up for failure if they come into a frazzled manager. So I like to hire someone like just before, just before, when it becomes really obvious there's a a bit of a match fire starting then and then how do we grow our revenue is honestly is providing value it's, it's making sure people don't want to leave us because we continue to help and that we're making features and and we're actually doing the job of helping people find success on social media and having the time it takes to be successful and productive so if i'm focusing on doing those things and i'm doing my job right yeah. So staying really focused on solving the like, problem. Like, like laser, laser focused. And another big one for us is like, how do we get people to clone themselves? So we don't have the huge marketing budgets that our competitors have, you know, that some of them are funded with $10 million in the bank and we just don't have that We're our money is all on our team. So we're, we ask people like you organically, just, can you share us? It's the biggest compliment. And we have a referral program and, a lot of people don't know it exists. So my job now is to, you know, how do I pull it forward? So it's obvious that you get something out of it. So for example, if you use a referral link and someone upgrades, you both get $10 credit. So You both get a month for free, but for us, the value is and we get to show someone else how good we are. Um, so that's something that I'm me right now in my job at plan is working on. How exciting.
0: Um, In in so many different ways, because obviously (laughs) the growth of the revenue just means that you're reaching a larger audience. And one thing, um, that I love about you is you talk a great deal in various interviews in other places about your true passion. And that certainly shines through in, in this discussion, but also about the fact that it can't all be about money. So, um, Tell me more about that
1: because it really is so important. If I had to, so it's really funny because I've seen people around me, you know, how do I, how do I make money? I'm like, oh, I don't think that's the right focus. And they say, why is that? I'm like, if you had to wake up and do a podcast at seven in the morning and talk about something you weren't interested in, like for example, in in kitchen compost bin, but it was making you money. You can't do that day in and day out for 10 years because a, a startup, especially a bootstrap one for me, it's a 10 year investment in your life or any business it's it's a lifetime thing so it's it's almost like a prison sentence like can you talk about this forever for the rest of your life and be passionate and for me like seven years in startup life is a hundred years in real life and I'm still excited I'm still want to talk about it I'm still passionate so if if I did it for the money I, I would have lasted six months It's so true. I mean, having big dreams, though, and doing it for the money are totally different concepts. You're allowed to have dreams of money. It's not saying that you're not allowed to have dreams of money. So there's a definite. Yeah, you're right. Yes.
0: And there are the focus simply on creating, though, a 10 million dollar, 15, whatever million dollar company um, because of the impact that that is going to ultimately have on all of the millions of small business owners that you guys are making an impact on, on a daily basis. Well, mm-hmm. that is, is worth it, but just so that it lines your pockets, it is not. And I, I love
1: the distinction that you're making there. It's so important. Um yeah. One so, day, I mean, one day, I hope it pays off. But for now, I'm really happy in the lifestyle that it's providing me. I get to swim in the middle of the day. I have a dog that I get to walk in the middle of the day. Um, I can go for massages. I can, you know, I, I get to find my own and create my own freedom. And I do, I do love it. it and that for me is worth. Um, that to me is the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. It is. Yeah. It's the payoff right?
0: Sometimes we get paid in dollars and sometimes we get paid in other rewards. So yeah, I mean, those are, it's not all financial rewards. Those are big rewards, lifestyle rewards for sure. Yeah.
1: And I roller skate. I'm obsessed with roller skating. (laughs) So when I travel to America, I put my roller skates in my suitcase, and I hit Venice, and I just like for I take a day off work. I'm like, I'm just gonna roller skate today, and I just skate all day. Okay,
0: Christy, you have okay. That settles it. Like, you have to come to our next conference. <laughs> I see it visually right now. You're rolling into the stage, into the conference on your roller skates to talk to everyone about the the next phase of plan and. It's just amazing.
1: And if you're listening and you haven't checked it out yet, I'd love for you to jump in, try it out and send me feedback. I am an an obsessed founder that just wants to make the best product that makes it easy. Uh, So if you jump in and uh, you have any feedback from me, I am all ears.
0: How great. So we'll wrap this up with um, a question about where do you see plan going over the next year? Because you hinted very (laughs) briefly about we have some things coming. What can you lay
1: on us that
0: you're willing to disclose?
1: So we're really good at Instagram and we've been very, very good at Instagram and we're known for it. However, in Instagram marketing, uh, like just focusing on Instagram, as you've seen other platforms kind of evolve and come out, um, I I see the challenge of people saying, I'm losing my reach. I'm losing this. I'm not getting as many sales. So how can I help people with your entire marketing campaigns? And how can I help people across your entire footprint on the internet? And I think you know it's going to take a while because it's our SEO and and that's what we're known for. But we're already moving in that direction. Um, And we're really good at Instagram and we're going to continue to be really good and the best. However, the other platforms are going to have to keep up and we have to make it easy for someone to repurpose and create campaigns or to um, not be reliant on one platform and have somewhere to go that they can have plan open for the entire day and know what's exactly what's happening with the marketing in their business. So it's not a tool. For me, the goal is it's not a tool that you just open once a week. It's something you have open 24-7 and run your marketing for you. Oh, my gosh. Christy,
0: that will be absolutely business changing just like you said that you know early on I think you said social media could change the direction or the financial reach and direction of your business that version of plan will do that for millions of business owners yeah. and I'm excited to do that yeah and Very that's excited. incredible I I've I've chill bumps
1: anyway. <laughs> it's gonna happen it's
0: so exciting
1: yeah um so again, I appreciate the business support because without someone uh people paying for it and building it, I can't I can't build the vision. So thank you. Thank you for taking your time. Thank you for being <laughs> up
0: early. Um it is 6 50 p.m. here in the States, which means it is what time? It's almost hitting nine. Almost AM. nine a.m. there. So she was up early just to do this, and I am so grateful for you. Um this has just been so much fun. I am. I don't want to get off, um, but we'll have to. Um, so thank you for joining us. You guys make sure to check out Plan. That is P-L-A-N-N. Download the app in the App Store right now and increase not just your marketing, but your productivity when you use it. Um, and evolve as uh with your business as plan does too so um can't wait thank you again thank you for having me